One, two, who are you? Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, pops, he fires to the far side, it's intercepted, and running into the touchdown! Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down, that's a sack! Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome back to IDP Nation, and up front, apologies for any technical difficulties that we're having. Kyle's internet sucks. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you were going to blame me for that, but um, it's not my, for the record, it's not my internet, it's your your internet. So, unless your internet's going to, unless your internet's going to drag mine with you. Kyle's internet but hey, we're we're gonna do our best, right? We always do. There you go. Daryl just cracked the tall boy, if you couldn't tell, and we're off and well, running. I'm always gonna do my best. I don't know what you're yeah. gonna do. We're off and running. Hey, it's good to be back, man. We we had a couple weeks off, I believe. And yeah. uh yeah. we're good back, to get man. Together. Again, another cow issue. Yeah, it's uh a theme. I get it. You know, I just run in run into issues. But um yeah, we're back, man. And you're sniffing a marker. That's perfect. I was not. Yeah, it's like smelling salts. All right. You're a fucking liar. How dare you? I maybe How I didn't... dare you besmirch the name of Hollywood? How dare you? I maybe I missaw saw that. You pictures or it didn't happen. Okay. Well, how you been? Exactly. Hey, it's been a couple weeks. How you been, buddy? Well, it depends on who you ask. If you're asking me, I'm just standing. If you ask anybody else, you're probably not going to get the same answer. Fair enough. No, that's that's fair enough, man. Well, you look great. You always do. Well, of course. Why wouldn't I look great, Kyle? Hey, you're Hollywood. That's what you do. I get it. Well, what do you think? Should we roll into some news and notes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow your freaking roll. I was about to congratulate you on doing such a good job putting the news and notes together. But hey, if you don't want the congratulations, just go on. You just go ahead. You do you, boo. This is all you, Kyle. Hey, I appreciate that. I guess I didn't expect to get a pat on the back from you, buddy. You don't get I don't get many of those, you know. So all right, we're gonna we're gonna roll into news and notes then. And thanks for the pat right. on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um this is well, like we said, we missed a couple weeks, so there might be some news and notes we missed. But th- there's a decent list here of stuff that's pretty relevant, and we'll uh, we'll work through it. And uh, let's 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 hit it. So the Vikings released linebacker Eric Kendricks. Kendricks was in the final season of a five-year extension, but the Vikings opted to move on from the 31-year-old linebacker. Um, there was rumblings about this with. 
with Minnesota's uh, cap situation and and everything. And um, I don't know. Not, I, I mean, I like Eric Hendricks. Um, you know, he, he's getting up there. His plays dipped a little bit. Um, he's been fine for IDP wise, but not a big surprise for me here. How about you? Yeah, I mean, he's getting up for a little bit. He's 31, right? Turned 31 back in February. Um, he's played with Minnesota his whole career. Um, eight seasons. Seven of those seasons, he's had 100-plus tackles. Yeah. Um, the one year he didn't was his rookie. The year he had 92, right? He's yeah. had a couple seasons here and there with – I'm going to say below average, but for the role he plays, you know, four or five sacks. He's had a couple seasons where he was good. Um, I guess they just, you know, time to move on for them. I mean, he was serviceable, um, played a good role for them, earned an all-pro. But I guess at 31, you know, they're kind of looking to move on for a younger, cheaper player. Right, yeah, and you know, I, the reason why it's not a big surprise is because we had like you know a little more context into that is because we had heard this. It's you know Kendricks has been solid for the Vikings since they drafted him, um, and you know honestly for IDP like he went from this like LB two kind of guy. And he, he's had a he saw he saw his production really increase for us IDP managers aside from a few injuries that that. Uh, shorten a couple uh seasons for him but you know he's been pretty solid but uh yeah the reason why we're not really surprised is there was rumbling you know this given their situation uh the cap I, I don't have their cap number off the top of my head but i know they're up against a little bit and this is one of the moves that you know was was pr- kind of uh predicted to happen so he'll uh in this this linebacker free agent we're going to co- talk about a few more linebackers that release but this this free agent linebacker group is full of names and this is just another one added to it um Kendrick's will, yep. he'll find work and um yeah I mean he was he's good for the Vikings but yeah like you said he's getting up there and you know it's uh they got to cut money somewhere so um another uh another linebacker release here the Rams released uh Bobby Wagner Wagner's release will free up at least five million in cap savings um sounds like um Wagner wants to go play for content for a contender from what else I heard which uh by is no surprise there um yeah another you know another money move um it will just uh, i wanted to say too with kendrick's um before we, we another thing we'll talk about with bobby wagner too is you know some guys that could benefit here with kendrick's i, I don't know a lot of people are excited about um last year's rookie linebacker brian asamoah um in minnesota and with kendrick's gone it opens up you know asamoah was trending in the right direction at the end of the season getting some snaps from hicks and and whatnot so i mean this opens the door with kendrick's gone now in minnesota it opens the door for Asamoah to have a more prominent role. And he's somebody that you want to snatch up now if you can. And, um, you know, with Brian Flores coming in there, um, you know, it's going to be a different look than Ed Donatello. Maybe Asamoah could really assert himself. And with Bobby Wagner getting released to the Rams, you'd like to think Ernest Jones bump, right? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, he's – I mean, he's definitely chasing a ring, right? 11 right. seasons, over mm-hmm. 1,500 career tackles, uh, led the league twice. Kind of odd that he had 172 years ago, and that wasn't a league leader. Um, I think that was Jordan Brooks's teammate that actually led the league. So, um, I mean, he had 140 tackles last year for the Rams. 
Mm-hmm. And so he clearly an elite level, a high level. Um, he had a career has six sacks last year. I didn't even realize that. So, you know, he had 140 tackles. He's giving you six sacks. Now, is he going to give you that every, every year? No. But the fact that it's this late in his career and you can see him do that, that's kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to think he lands somewhere, right? Because uh, oh, yeah. maybe next week um, I saw an article of the top 101 free agents. Mm-hmm. So maybe next week when we're um, – there's a lot of linebackers on the market. Yes. And he's not going to be the first one to go, I don't think, because of the age, right? Mm-hmm. But I think when a lot of these younger guys start moving and going in places and these teams say, hey, ooh. and I've got one in mind, particularly is in Buffalo, because Tremaine Edmonds, right? If mm-hmm. he leaves, Buffalo's a win-now team. They may take a strong look. Look at a player like real, but just kind of right off the top of my head, uh, that was something that hit me. But yeah, uh, we'll get into that next week, I think. No, yeah, man, I dig it. And um, as far as we're talking about a couple of younger guys getting getting a little bump, you you like Asamoah at all in Minnesota, or bump a little bump for Ernest Jones? We saw a little bit more of Ernest Jones last year for the Rams. Yeah, you like I, Jones? yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a bump up for both of those. Um, Wagner going right. Uh, Ernest Jones kind of this will be his what third year, so this will be a big year for him. I think yeah, absolutely. Year, is that right? uh, I believe so. Um, another linebacker released. Uh, this one is for your Tennessee Titans, and that is Zach Cunningham. Cunningham's release saves Tennessee $8.9 million while incurring a $4.5 million dead cap hit. They also uh, released Edge Bud Dupree. Um, no big surprises there. Cunningham and, and Dupree were making making uh, too much money for what you guys were getting out of them. Um, any thoughts from you there? Yeah, that's pure cap wiles cut yeah. rap. Um, I mean, Cunningham, that's where you let off with. Um, a season and a half with Tennessee, 10 games in that season and a half. So he was in, um, didn't do a lot outside of that. So for what he was making and his availability, it made him a no-brainer. Now, he was a Mike Vrabel favorite, but – you know, that, that's one good thing about Vrabel. You know, if he likes you, he's going to bring you in and give you a shot if you're one of his guys. But mm-hmm. if you can't produce, he's going to get let let you go, right? Clowny, now Cunningham. So he brings those guys in he likes. But if you can't, can't cut the mustard, you're right. Yeah, and especially with what they were getting paid, right? Um ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Chiefs are expected to release Edge Frank Clark. Um, another one that we've—it's been rumored. Um, it seems like that's that's going to happen. Um, another another Edge player that's uh, expected to get released is uh, 
the Rams edge Leonard Floyd. Uh, per ESPN's field, the eights releasing Floyd would clear $3 million in cap space if done now. However, with a post-June 1st designation, they could spread out his dead money over two seasons and create $15 million in 2023 cap space. The Rams will reportedly look to trade Floyd if possible, but his time with the team appears to have come to an end. Um, so, yeah, a couple of edge players that um, will be looking to find new homes. Um you know, Clark's been up and down with, with the Chiefs um, since he's been there, and uh, yeah, we saw, you know, another another two two players hit the field to hit the uh, free agent field. Being, That's uh, up, up and coming. Right, I mean, he's getting up there, right? Clark is a little bit. He's what thirty? He's no, he's twenty nine. So he'll be thirty when the season starts. His birthday's in June. He spent four seasons with Seattle, four with Kansas City. He's, you know, a lot of people say he wasn't productive in July 10, 9, 13, uh, three as a rookie, and I'm talking about sacks, but well, I kind of contradict myself here. But you go to Kansas City, he won three Pro Bowls, and he never had that in Seattle, but I know see, that Pro Bowl was kind of a joke, so I kind of contradicted myself. But um, I think it was time for him to move on, right? They had George Carl Offidus, which kind of mm -hmm. made him expendable. Um, but now, I think if they can draft another young gun now that they have Carl Offidus, they're going to feel a lot better because they got some good linebackers behind them. So, um, I think they feel good about that. Um, Leonard Floyd, honestly, I've never been a big fan of him. I, I just, he's just not been my cup of tea, right? And, and maybe it's because he's an outside linebacker, classifying. Um, but the first four or five years with Chicago, he didn't do a whole lot. Uh, he goes to the Rams. They kind of turn him into a pass rush specialist. I mean, he's been 10 and a half, nine and a half, nine the last three years. So there's some upside there with him with the sacks. But, um, and he's done good with the tackles. I mean, a couple of years ago, he had a 70, 70 tackles. Um, I don't know. He's. I'm just not a fan of him. Maybe it's the position designated. If you were to go to defensive end, maybe I'd like him because that's been a topic which we'll mention here in a little bit is the NFL position switch. But if you can get him as a defensive end, then I kind of like him, but that's not what the Rams do. So I'm kind of out on him. I've just never been a big fan of his. Yeah, right on, man. Um, hey, we have guys we like. We have guys that uh... – we don't, right? And uh, but yeah, a couple of edge rushers to keep an eye on in free agency. Um, we're gonna keep on rolling with uh, releases here. And the Commanders released defensive back Bobby McCain. McCain's release saves the team four point four two million. With ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that McCain was quote unquote odd man out with the Commanders having young talent in the secondary. Um, yeah, not not a big surprise if you can save money there with. Um, you know, guys like uh, Derek Forrest emerging and um, oh, it froze. 
um, yeah, you know, we got Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, and um, you know, Bobby McCain just uh, making too much money, and they got young guys they want to roll with. Seems seems like the thing to do, right? Right. I mean, you know, what six seasons in Miami didn't do a whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Goes to Washington for two years, was a free safety, then switched over to more of a strong safety role. Um, 139 tackles in those two years, so he wasn't really superstar level. And I think the appeal with him, and he was starting right, made him a good, decent waiver wire pickup, performed well, and I think that's where the real attachment with him was. Um, Like you said, you've got um, Derek Forrest, the rookie from Cincinnati, well, he's not a rookie now, but a couple of years ago, right, has played really well, making a lot less money, making a lot <laughs> less money. Yeah, has made expendable. Right? I considered if he's an elite safety, making a hundred plus tackles, he's not. He had sixty-three and seventy-six, right, the two years on Washington. So, I, right. I know the uh, the first year was kind of magnified by the four interceptions and the touchdown and and the nine pass deflections, but there was a real drop-off across the board except tackles. Tackles, he went up to 76. So, you know, the big plays kind of disappeared all of a sudden. Um, and like I said, you got the young gun who's a lot cheaper, like you said, a lot cheaper, right? Um, mm-hmm. And Washington's got a lot of issues, so um makes sense to uh, move on from Bobby McCain. Yep, for sure. Um, the Athletics' Jeff Howe reports a trade of Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey to Dallas is picking up steam in league circles. So that's interesting. That seems like a Jerry Jones move. Oh, yeah, that's got Jerry Jones. His ass written all on my team, right? Uh, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey... Another one that I wasn't really fond of, but he started that with Jacksonville. Oh, oh Flexible, right? Um, <laughs> Careful, yeah. <laughs> really good player for them, but I think they kind of realized he was so good that he was going to be outside their price range, and they moved him out for a pretty good package, if I remember correctly. And uh, he's went to to the uh, – Two Pro Bowls in three years, three or two All Pros and three Pro Bowls, um, nine interceptions in three years. Has been three years. He's been almost seventy tackles a year, so that's pretty good numbers. Um, they're cutting him because they need to make some cap room, right? They they sure. they've got to figure or not cutting but trading him, whatever. They they got to do what they got to do to get him. Under the cap, uh, move if they would pull it off. You're putting him with Trayvon Diggs, who's considered one of the better young corners. Um, you got a veteran, you got a young guy. Now, if they could just put a safety back there behind him, I think that would work. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally see this being a Jerry Jones enamored with a superstar type move, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Um, seems like a Jerry Jones thing. Um, 
The Athletics, Nate Taylor writes, Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones wants an extension that will quote-unquote make him at least the second highest player at the position. Um, Jones coming off a monster year, but he had 15 and a half sacks. Um, came up big for him in the playoffs. So the man wants his money. Um, not surprised. Yeah, 15 and a half. Huge, right? So second yeah. time he's had 15 and a half. Um, he's just just a beast on the inside. Just a complete disruptor, you know. Monster. Um, and he's a player, if you're playing in uh, position-specific leagues, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're all over this dude because the first time he had 15 and a half, he dropped off to nine, seven and a half, nine, which is still good numbers for a defensive tackle. That the, the 15 and a half was an aberration, right? If you can get eight plus tackles out of a or eight plus sacks out of a defensive tackle in position speed, right? Unless you got Aaron Donald or whatever, Jeffrey Simmons, but that that's the elite end. And then he comes back and does it again with 15 and a half again. Um, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, I think he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. I would probably put it Donald. Simmons Jones, that's probably the order I'd go Don't in. Don't forget about Quinn and Williams. Um, I didn't forget about him. <laughs> I didn't forget. All right. I think that's your order. I think it's I think it's Donald Simmons, uh Jones. Probably well, it depends on how you want to classifying, but probably Jonathan, um, not Jonathan, what's his name? Washington. Jonathan, Jonathan Allen. Allen. Yes, it is. Jonathan Allen. Now, a lot of people are going to say Deron Payne. Well, he did one year, but I still like him, but I don't think he's top five. I think he's top ten, and I think that's where Quinn Williams is. But sorry, didn't mean to get off on a rant. I just, hey. I, th- I think Chris Jones is worthy of a contract extension. I think the Chiefs will find a way to try to give it to him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to expect Frank Clark to be gone, some other players, but um, the presence inside on the interior defensive line, you, like that, you, you you really can't let get away from you. So, I, I, Yeah, he's he's a big part of what they do. Um, absolutely. So he's he was he came up huge for him, and he's you know he's looking to get paid. Totally get it. Um, here's a guy. A segue to a guy you just mentioned. Speaking of defensive tackles, as expected, the Commanders uh, signed the franchise tag to defensive tackle Deron Payne. Um, this is something we had talked touched on a few weeks ago when we recorded about what they were going to do, this and that. And it kind of seemed it was going. This was likely to happen, and it did. Um, and it, and Payne's a guy you've been high on, and he had a huge year. So, the the Commanders keep that strong front together with him and Allen, and hopefully Chase Young can get healthy and get back to what he does. And Montez Sweat, and um, yeah, so bringing back Payne was, is big for them. And yeah, they threw the tag at yeah. him as we had we had heard was a pretty good possibility. Right. So Payne is a no brainer, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They picked up his fifth year rookie or whatever it is, his fifth year option or whatever. Um, been pretty good for them in his first four years, right? Um, 
then this year he breaks out and has a 10-plus sack campaign with 11.5. Career-high uh, tackle, 64. Um, a career-high quarterback hits 20. Uh, he added a safety. Career-high pass deflections, five. I mean, he was doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. Got his first Pro Bowl. And, and everybody, and if he gets free agency, he's getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Washington knows this. But what is Washington's strength? It's their defensive line. You just talked about it. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, uh, Deron Payne. They used to have my Ionitis, you know, the, the Ryan Kerrigan. Over the, the past, what, seven, eight years, that's been their strength. Everybody knows it. They know it. Everybody knows it. So I think it's a no-brainer thing, right? Mm-hmm. As long as it's monetary feasible, you got to keep you got to keep that intact. So uh, makes sense, right? Um, I knew they would tag him. I didn't know what kind of tag, but that you know, getting the big tag that kind of tells me. They know what their crap is. They're not letting him go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Um, and we're going to finish with some uh, linebacker talk here. Um, we, you know, we talked, we talked about how uh, with Kendricks and Wagner getting released, how this, this free agent linebacker group is really loaded. Um, here's a guy that it's part of it. And then, and the athletics, Joe Buscaglia, right. He expects the bills to quote unquote, put their best foot forward to retain Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I also saw you shared a tweet saying that they were lo- looking like they would they would um, not be able to bring them back, right? Is that something you had shared with me today, I believe? Yes, I did. Yeah, so it's – um, uh, If you're saying that, it's like um, – it's kind of like Buffalo knows – but I think they also know that if Edmonds hits free agency, right, they're not going to be a player because he's going to be outpriced because he's a lot young. He's a younger guy with a lot of production, which is why I said earlier, if Edmonds was to leave, Bobby Wagner would be one hell of a fucking fit in wants, Buffalo. Wants to play for a contender. There's a yeah 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 obvious spot if Edmonds is gone sure yeah um so so mark that down if it happens because I just feel you know because Buffalo set the precedent right mm -hmm. brought in Von Miller you know they brought in some key pieces but Von Miller being one now you put a Bobby Wagner behind him for one maybe two years you got a quality quarterback you got a top end receiver you've got a back end defense Pull yours up in the air, but you're you're hunting mercenaries right now, and I think that's what Bobby Wagner is is a mercenary. I mean, clearly he wants to go where somebody he can, where he can win a championship, right? But even in Buffalo, man, oof, that's going to be rough. Um, but tr- as for Jermaine Edmonds, uh, you know he's played um, he's played five seasons, been over a hundred tackles every season, two time Pro Bowler. He's only twenty five, uh, right? You know, he's still young. Uh, he is. He is currently 24. He will turn 25 on May the 2nd. 
Yeah, I mean, so yes, when the season is played, he will be 25, really young linebacker. Um, that's wild, hey? 25, he's already got five years. Yeah, and people are talking like, he, like he's washed up, right? Yeah. You know, right. he's moving on. He's, he, yeah. Whatever. Um, that's crazy. Well, don't take her in. He's going to get paid, which is exactly what, like I said, they would be crazy not to go get Bobby Wagner to replace him. And that's why I said Wagner may not go first if he'll be patient. Some of these young guys are gone. Right? Edmonds moving some of these other guys. Yep. And he can pick his poison and make a, make a Super Bowl run. Uh, right. put him, like I said, put him in Buffalo for two years. If it doesn't happen there, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting that um, the Buffalo situation. If Tremaine Edmonds, do they bring Tremaine Edmonds back and, and continue to roll out? Do you think they bring him back? I honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how I feel. I, I think it could go either way. I, you know, not trying to cop out. I just, I don't really have a great feel on it. I've seen, I've seen it both ways. Um, he's young. He's going to want to get paid. He's going to want the second contract. So he's going to, you know, he's, <clears throat> he's going to want, and he's only twenty five. You know, so um, he's he's gonna want to test the waters. Deal. Yeah, right. he's gonna want to test the waters. Um, you know, he's been solid for yes, Buffalo. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah, he's been solid for Buffalo. Um, it'll be a like you said, a hole to fill, and it, it's it's a situation to keep tabs on <clears throat> because he, you know he's been uh, solid for him since they drafted him. Spent the first round pick on him. Um, him and Milano have been a, a solid duo. Um, if he goes, um, you know, it, do they? look to roll with um uh last year's rookie third round rookie uh terrell bernard uh you know he's a he's kind of that stash guy that you want to kind of throw on the back end of your roster or taxi squad if this were you know this off leading up to free agency he's the guy you wanted to stash to see what happens to see if he could get get a shot or do they bring in the veteran like you said hollywood like a bobby wagner or kendricks or whatever um, you know, do they bring they bring in? Because Buffalo is a contender. You know what I mean? They are. You're right. And yeah. They, well, it, you mentioned you mentioned Bernard, but they also have also another young guy from Clemson. So I I don't know that they're ready to roll with either of the two youngsters right just yet. Right, right. Which is again, Bobby Wagner makes so much fucking sense in Buffalo if Edmonds is gone. Timestamp this 3030. If I'm wrong, I'll eat grow, but I, I just if Edmonds leaves, that just ah, that makes so much sense. All right, hey, put it on the board. We'll we'll circle back to it. We'll say you called it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's on the board. On the board. On the board. Um, no, it's it's a good call. Yeah, it's a very uh intriguing spot to see what happens there with that Buffalo linebacker spot. Um, speaking of free agent linebackers. Uh, another one that's set to hit the market. The scores, Jordan Schultz reports Colts linebacker Bobby Okarike has a quote-unquote significant market and could sign a deal in the quote-unquote 12 to $14 million range per season. So this is, um, you know, it, this is news leading up to free agency. Okay, um, okay. It, it's, it's a bit – Before it, you go any further. Okay. Indianapolis. Bobby Okarike, Darius Leonard, um, oh, got it. 
Who's the other one? Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin, TJ Speed, right? That's right. your top four linebackers. Sure. Darius is a freak. Oh, I'm sorry. Shaquille. Yeah, careful. He's a freak when he's healthy and on the field, he's top five. But with Okariki, Franklin, Speed, maybe you draft somebody, maybe you bring somebody in. Don't you think the cost-wise for Okariki is going to be a lot cheaper than what Leonard is? You need to move on from Leonard. Not saying that he's done. I just think with his availability, because, you know, at a certain point, you one year, okay, it's a freak accident. So we'll get him in for the now. But when you've had it two or three years in a row, I think injury prone is a, is a real thing, and I think it's a real thing with Leonard. Um, with what Indianapolis has going on offensively, looking for a quarterback, I think they could easily – I'd have to look at the contract. Maybe you can tell me, but I think they could easily get out from under, leave some money, get a lot younger, and be and come out the wiser with that. Um, I don't know. The I don't know what the contract deals is. I'm just I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Well, my initial thought is, um, I'm going to look here. So he doesn't have a potential out till after this season. Ah, for so you're kind of stuck. Yeah, and I. If I I don't know the medicals, they know the medicals better than any of us. Um, likely, they got a good. But even still, I think if you have to eat his contract for this year, right? No doubt, you have to eat his contract. Make him prove he can come back this year and be a stud. That's what they want. On Okarike, nah, on Okarike back. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. I I don't think that. That's crazy talk. I don't. That's why crazy. would you, why would you pay twelve to fourteen million a year if you got way bigger problems than linebacker? If you have if you're hoping Darius Lander comes back and you had Zaire Franklin making way less money, might as well roll those two out there as your two do. Well, main I don't linebackers. know that you're hoping that Darius Lander comes back. Yeah, if I, he comes back, fine. If you could cut him with that, if you could get rid of him and cut him right now, freaking Darius Lander's ass is gone. They, the they can't really cut him right now. They because you have to. Well, they don't really can't you're really cut him right now. You're going to cut a. You're going to cut Okarike, who you can sign deduction and health. You're going to cut him and let him go, thinking, okay, maybe Leonard will be back. No way. Yeah, I just I'll leave the contract on Leonard for a year. I'll sign Okarike, and if Leonard does what he needs to do, then fine. I'll worry about that. I'll keep that can down the road when it gets here. But if he can't do it again next year, guess what? He's gone. I'm done with him, and I've still got Okereke as my middle linebacker. Yeah, I just don't – I don't see why they'd want to spend all that money on linebacker when they have way bigger problems in Indianapolis. It just seems like way too much money to be invested in the position. They do, but they can cut Matt Ryan and, and collect $17 million right off the bat. Yeah. They- I was listening to the quarterback thing today about Lamar Jackson. The Colts, why it looks like they're in, in contract problems, they're not. They can cut Matt Ryan, get $17 million. They can freaking uh, 
Oh gosh, they can cut somebody else and pick up like nine million, and then they can renegotiate re contracts and save like another fifteen twenty problem situation contract wise if they don't have to make. So re-signing Okariki ain't gonna. That's not a drop in the bucket. I yeah, disagree with you on that bullshit. Hey, that's fine. I'm not hating on Okariki. I just don't see why the Colts would spend all that money at linebacker and they got a lot bigger problems and they, they're looking to um, – they're, they're not great against cap right now and, and they got other problems to uh, put their money towards. Uh, I, I mean, if you have to – you're hoping you, – you have to eat Leonard's contract this year anyway. You got Zayer Franklin who filled in for you all year last year. Um, I don't see why you'd want to spend all this money at linebacker. But, hey, we'll see what they do to each their own. Um, and I'm not hating on Okarike. He's going to go get paid. Good for him. Just don't think the Colts are in a position to do it. That's all. The Athletics, Daniel Popper writes, it is unlikely the Chargers will exercise Kenneth Murray's fifth-year option. Not really surprised there, are you? Had 107 tackles as a rookie and dropped off, you know, last year he was – or two years ago he was hurt. Jumped back last year, 17 games, 16 starts, and was only three-quarters of what he was his rookie year. So, um, I just kind of think that ship has sailed. He's not what they need him to be. Um, I think he could probably land somewhere else and be decent, right? Um, you can get him as a cheap option. He's um, But, yeah. Just, uh, I think Murray's nothing more than a jag, really. Yeah, um, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been what they had hoped, right? And it really hasn't gotten that much better for him. And yeah, but I mean, not a big surprise um, that they're not going to pick up his fifth year option. And Drew Tranquil is set to hit free agency, unless there's some news that hit that we didn't see. So, um, yeah, it's he he had a really nice year for the Chargers. So we'll see what happens there. Um, last bit of news. Um, this is big news, uh, really, and that, that dropped this week. And a big shout-out to my fantasy league for the move towards true position with the IDP position designations. Uh, Gary Davenport, shout-out to Gary, who's been pushing for this for a while. And um, he's caught plenty of flack while he's tried to get this move to happen from, from everyone. and Well, not everyone, but some people. But um, So at my fantasy league recently – made the change to designate all defensive ends, whether they're four, three base DNs or basically all pass rushers, three, four outside linebackers, guys like, like TJ Watt per se, that were maybe de that were designated as linebackers for your default will now be designated defensive ends and three, four defense alignment and four, three interior defense alignment will all be given the defensive tackle tag. So this is something we've been hoping for, right, dude? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think in-depth, bad scientists, IDP owners like us, right? This is – and I think this is what's caused a lot of the confusion in the IDP world, right? You got defensive linemen, which I, I hate that league, D, DLs, linebackers, D-backs. But when you go to position specific leagues, you've got 
defensive tackle or defensive one. And you got defensive end, you got defensive edge. Or you got it's been a whole mix up. And NFL has always been, you know, while we've promoted them, we thank them for sponsoring our listener leagues, right? Listener League One Two, the big league of that's you know some of my home leagues too. Um, I've set those leagues up as position specific, right? Defensive end, you have to start two defensive ends, which I think is awesome. And out of ten, right? Because you got a lot of outside linebacker teams or whatever, more or less your three fours, but. Um, even with this new designation, you know, the Titans, right? Harold Glender goes from outside linebacker to defensive end. Right. As an outside he linebacker, he's, he scores fairly well, but flipping the defensive end, he scores a hell of a lot better for you as an outside linebacker. So I think that that's a perfect example right there. So, yep. um, and they're, you know, Adam, Adam and Gary and those guys, they stay they stay pretty well on top of that, right? As far as Absolutely. the positions, especially for positions specific. So I think we're good. I mean, personally, me, where your where your leagues are position specific and you're starting a lot of numbers, like DWC, right? Was that for DWC? The league that Dude runs that was that was a major major uh, announcement so um and that's I, I just feel like that's how fantasy football should be played period idp should be played period right i mean i get it if you want to do the dl linebacker defensive back if you're starting out or trying but if you're a true idp you want true position or what i call position specific yeah i mean the biggest thing is is if they're pass rushers they're they're labeled as such with the de tag guys like hassan reddick tj watt Kayvon thibodeau harold landry like you said so it's it's huge so those guys are they're all pass rushers edges whatever you want to call them they're labeled as such the other guys that play uh like i said dl and a three four inside on a four three get the dt tag um it's um and the one thing that it'll do is it'll create less um mix up trying to figure out who's gonna you know as players change schemes and defensive coordinators change teams trying to figure out oh man who's gonna get the dreaded lb tag that's a pass rusher now and this and that um it's gonna create less turnover that way and the the position turnover should be really minimal from you know from from here on out or pretty predictable too, because it's going to be a big overhaul immediately. Then there'll be guys here and there, but it'll be less. Um, so it's, it's a pretty, pretty awesome deal. And yeah, shout out to Gary uh, Davenport for uh, pushing for this for a while. And it finally came through. So this pretty big news, pretty pumped about it. Yep. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Big shout out to them. Um, I mean, was, uh, they were like the front runners, right? The the leaders of the group. Right. You know, they push for this. So, like them for sure. Um, before we get to the main event, we kind of mentioned it. Shout out to 
MFL, my face, Listener League One, Two, the Dig Listener League. Uh, we thank them for that. And they're fully customizable, right? That you can kind of do whatever you want. Get your league up however you want. Um, they got so many options. Um, and I'm a big believer in you get what you pay for. So, you know, looking to move the league over, start up a new league. You should definitely check that out. If you're looking for an orphan, or maybe you want to test the waters, hit them up at myfancyleague.com. Um, they're always posting openings and orphans to take over, so go check them out there. We also want to uh, thank Action 24 uh, 7 Gambling, locally owned gambling site for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans. Um, they've got all the big odds, just like the big boys. Right, uh, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, boxing, Formula One, NASCAR, darts, ping pong, tennis, whatever it is, Triple A baseball. They've got all the uh, all the events you can bid on, and they got all the big odds. So go check them out. They're a big sponsor of us too. Um, so go check them out for sure. Um, Kyle, the main event. You know, we're talking about the combine, right? Just in, um, man, they, they was, uh, depending on who you watched, what you watched, how you thought they would do, and how they actually performed, there was all this IDP class was just all over the board. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the combine's always exciting. You know, we're, we're big draft nuts, we love this time of year. And the combine's a big step towards the draft. It's you know a lot of people call it the underwear Olympics. It, it, it is, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch these guys hit the field and and see how they all shake out. And um, you know it's a lot of guys help their stock. Some hurt their stock. Some guys pop up that you don't expect, and some guys make you go take a second look and and watch the tape. Or maybe it's a guy you haven't watched yet, or you, you got to go back and get a second opinion. And it's uh, combines. I'm always pumped for it, man. I, I like seeing. Uh, like watching football, and I like seeing these guys, uh, you know, put on a show in Indianapolis, man. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, let's talk some combine and and uh, talk some guys that we that we liked and well, now do you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? What are you thinking? Um, so I got my my page pulled up here. I'll go ahead and start with linebackers, and then we'll go from there. Um, so who was a linebacker that stood out to you or helped? draft stock. Man, for me, it was Jack Campbell, right? Mm. I mean, I was already kind of high on him, running four six five forty, and you're thinking, well, that's slow, but is it? I mean, look at what um, – and that's fine. If you think the four six five is slow, well, his one five nine ten 10-yard split wasn't <laughs> – it wasn't low, right? Right. Um, then he's, you know, he's 6'5". He jumps 37 and a half inches on the vert, does 10 and a half on the broad, 6.74 on the three corn, uh, three corn drill, and 4.24 on the 20 shuttle. It's like his short area quickness and short range is where he's a downhill thumper, which is exactly what I want in a linebacker, right? 
he can hold his own in coverage, but you give me a linebacker who's in short area, run game, pass game, pass rush, whatever, his numbers are off the chart. Right? And he's 6'5". So he's got big range, big radius. He's probably going to knock a lot of passes down. Uh, he's going to get you a shit ton of tackles. Um, yep. Like I said, I, but he kind of confirmed everything that I thought, and he stood out a little better than I thought. Yeah, I'm with you, man. The first first name I wrote down was Jack Campbell. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was he had a great workout. I mean, six five, two forty nine. He's big. Um, I was hoping he'd run mid four six at that size, and he ran four six five, which I think is fine. With when you consider, like I said, six five, two forty nine to fifty, whatever. Um, he's got good instincts, so that that speed pairs well with that. I think that's just fine. But the other numbers, um, so yeah, the the forty was fine for me. I, I was happy with it. But I mean, 37, 37 and a half inch vert, 10, 10 foot eight inch broad jump, and then that six point seven four three cone. I mean, those short area, that short area quickness in that three cone was impressive, and, and the explosion numbers were good. So I thought Campbell really. Um, really, really did really did good for his draft stock, and um, yeah, I was I was really really pumped to see those numbers. I, I'm a big Campbell fan myself. Um, another guy I liked, I, I thought did well for himself, and I expected to test well was uh, Dayon Henley out of Washington State. Uh, he ran a four five four forty, solid number for him. He's a little he's smaller, a little smaller. He's a lot smaller than Campbell when you look at him stand next to each other. I think he was six one two twenty five or two twenty eight or whatever, but um. But uh, yeah, Henley ran a four five four forty, a thirty five inch vert, ten foot five broad. Um, so you know, solid numbers there. And I thought he looked good in drills. Uh, he moves well. He's a former wide receiver, former return guy. Um, so he's he's a fluid mover. He looked good in drills, and I thought he did a nice job and helped himself as well as far as those guys go. But yeah, Campbell Campbell was a big one for me though too. I'm happy you you felt the same way. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like him too. Uh, I, I like that uh, that breakdown for you. I think he's a good one. But you know, for you know, top end, I, th- I just think Campbell's where it's at. Um, who was a linebacker you felt disappointed or didn't perform as you had hoped? I'm good. I'm going to pick this player, but I don't really know that. His testing numbers, Columbine numbers, really disappointed. Um, I don't know that I was, oh, he did that, or he ran this, because I was already down on him because of the tape. And that's um, Noah Sula, the linebacker from uh, Oregon, right? I guess if I had to pick somebody, he's he's going to be the one that I'm really down on, and maybe he turns out to be good. But I just, for me, I was I was already out. Um, four six four forty, which you're saying, well, Jack Campbell, but that's okay, that's okay. Um, only a nine and seven half broad jump, only a thirty three inch vertical. He did have a pretty decent ten yard split, 157, which is ahead of. Campbell, um, but he hit, he hit a lot of poor marks, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of confirmed what I saw on tape. Because one of my biggest concerns with him on tape is his coverage skills. 
if you're asking him to cover, he's he's going to get burned. You're going to get burned, and you're going to look silly. Um, if he can, if you can draft him to a team as a two down thumper, and that's it. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Him to a pass rusher, which with his size, right? Six one and a half, two forty six. I think he played much heavier than that at Oregon. Yeah, so he's cut a lot of weight. I'd say he was closer to two sixty, right? Um, if you can get some pass rush ability out of him, I think there's some plus there. But you know, like I said, I watched the tape. I was already down on him because of the coverage abilities, kind of the weight he's playing at. And then you come back with some of these numbers at the combine, just kind of verified where I was at with him. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that call. I, I'm not the biggest Sewell fan either. Um, you know, I'm not surprised his 10 yard split was okay um, because he does show um, he triggers right. he triggers downhill pretty good for a guy his size on tape. But like, there's a difference for me with with Campbell running a mid mid four six and, and uh, Sewell running a mid four six because Sewell I just don't think Sewell has the instincts that Campbell does. So um, just uh, an okay forty paired with a guy that doesn't always put himself in the right position. Just uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Not not super high in Sewell. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that call. A uh, guy that I just didn't think did much for himself wasn't a guy that's super high on or anything, but a guy that just didn't test very well that needed to have a good combine to get get some kind of buzz was uh, Jalen Graham out of Purdue. Um, he came in light, 6'2", 220. Uh, he's got long arms. He's got 33-inch arms, so he's kind of a long, you know, coverage type of guy. But he ran a 4'6", 440. Um, you know, <laughs> he ran Jack Campbell's time with 30 less pounds. Um, he was last in the 10-yard split at 1.68. Uh, he was last in, in the vertical at 30-and-a-half-inch, and he was last in the broad jump at 9'4". So Jalen Graham, uh, he, he had a tough day. Um, you know, he's got a chance at his pro day to help to help those numbers. But, but um, yeah, he didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't have a good day. Um, and just another thing I was a little bummed about, but – it's a player I do kind of like, and that was uh, – I, I thought Cam Jones was a little faster. He ran a 4.6940. I know he had that foot injury. I'm not quite sure if that had something to do with it. But I did think Cam Jones um, – I thought he looked pretty he – looked, he, looked, he looked pretty good in the drills. Uh, he, I thought he went through the drills pretty well. Um, I thought he was a little faster than that. But, um, I, you know, because he, he – Cam Jones had a really nice start to the year at Indiana before he got injured. So, I, I was he was a guy I was keeping an eye on to see what he would run. I was real curious. Um not quite the time I had hoped for. We'll see if he can improve on that. As and he didn't have he didn't have as bad a day as Jalen Graham did, I thought. But um, thought he'd be a little. But I was happy that he did look he looked good in drills. I thought. But um, yeah, I, I liked your school call and Jalen Graham was a guy that was watching that and I was like, man, just had a tough day. Cool. Um, was there a linebacker who surprised or caught your attention? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be shocked if you don't have the same one that I have here um, because it's just – it's a no-brainer, right? And that's Owen Poppy from Auburn, who, who I knew, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a big SEC fan, being a Vol fan. So I've seen a lot of him, but 
what you saw at the combine is not necessarily what you saw on the field at Auburn. Um, I knew he was fast. Four, four, three, nine. I had no idea that he was four, three, <laughs> nine fast, right? I had no idea that he was one, five, two, 10 yard split quick. Yeah. 35 and a half vert, 10.6 uh, broad jump, 29 bench press. He really put the whole package together for the combine, right? Speed, quickness, size, power. Kind of what you want to do at the combine. That, I, I'm not saying he trains specifically for that or that those numbers don't verify. What you see on tape and the combine is a little different. I think the combine you can kind of see a little bigger, faster, stronger, quicker, whatever because he's training for that. But I went back and looked a couple days ago, and I was like, damn, he really is that fast. He really is that strong, you know. So there's some there's some verification. And, you know, while I'm a huge film guy, I say these numbers, analytics, and I'm like, eh. But that's why I watch the combine, because I've got these players. Great. Then they test this way at the combine. Okay, I need to go back and look. That's what I did. And it kind of verified, I was like, damn, you know, he really is that fast. He really is that strong. So yeah. Owen Poppy, especially with the 40 time, that just, that freaking shocked me. I, I, I was kind of stunned with that. Um, somebody's going to get a good player. Not an elite player, but they're going to get a good player with him. Yeah, um, you know, Poppy, Popo, Poppy, I'm not even sure if I say his name. Uh, I, I, um, I watched quite a bit of his tape. I, I thought he had, I thought he showed good range and speed on tape. I didn't realize he was four three nine fast. Um, that that's super fast. Um, that definitely helps him. Uh, the one thing with him, I, I don't know how you felt like for a guy that's got plenty of experience at Auburn. Like his, I always thought his instincts were just so hot and cold, hit and miss for a guy that had so so. You know that was one knock I had on him. But I, damn, that is fast. Four three nine is fast. Um, that's that's freaking smoking. I mean, that's smoking fast. Back a few years ago. We thought Devin, we thought that was the hot shit, right? Yeah. And this this dude comes out and runs a four three nine. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. No, it's that's gangster, man. That that's fast. Um, no doubt about it. Um, so uh, yeah, he was a guy obviously caught my attention four three nine. Uh, he's a guy I had watched, and a guy I haven't watched yet, and, and I'm going to now because he tested well and, and piqued my interest was Yasir Abdullah out of Louisville. I don't know if you've watched him or not. But um, Abdullah came in at 6'1", 237, decent size. Uh, he ran a 4'4", 740, 36.5-inch vert, and a 10'9 broad jump. Um, so he ran well. He tested pretty well. And he's somebody that I haven't – I've I got, I think, 20 linebackers in my scouting sheet, and I had, he's not one of them. So I'm going to go and check out Yasir Abdullah. He doesn't have big tackle numbers, but he's got some, he's got uh, double-digit tackles for loss. I think he's got nine, nine and a half, one year, ten, another year. Um, so uh, he's a guy I want to check out. He, he caught my attention uh, with some with some nice numbers there at the Combine. Just one of those guys that popped up, you know. I agree with you. Um, Edge. Who was in – well, you've got Edge interior defensive line. That's eh, that's kind of loaded. Um, well, no, I it, I put them together. 
just so we don't have, I know like, you did, but that's kind of different, though, man. That's well, see, you can talk probably... about one and the other. Uh, an edge guy, and I, I just put it together because otherwise, we'd have like a bunch of stuff. On and that's my thought, my brother. So if, if I don't hit the interior defensive line, that's on me. Oh, no worries, man. I just didn't want to have, like have the sheet be ridiculously long with the same questions. So. No, you're 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 cool. I just read it wrong. Um, who's an edge or IDL who stood out to you that helped their draft stock? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna change on the fly here. Uh, now that I really saw the question, um. Because I was, I was going to say Will Anderson, but the correct answer is Brian Breezy, right? Mm. There, there was a lot of, lot of speculation because of the missed time or whatever. Four eight six forty, one seven one ten yard split, twenty nine inch vertical, twenty two inch press, um, six five, two ninety eight. Sophomore, easily stayed at Clemson, come out next year or the year after and being one of the top prospects, right? I think that's what hurt him is because this is such a deep edge class. Um, and I think he's kind of in that class. Um, but, man, it kind of verified what we saw, right? Um, I made the comment <laughs> a few years back, he's an elephant among cats, right? <laughs> yes, that was the original, uh, yeah, elephant among cats. I need to talk to our boy Troy and IDP merch. By the way, we do now have merch, IDP merch. Go check out our Twitter page. Go check out our Patreon. Go check out our uh, um, IDP.com page, our pod page. There's links to it. We've got merchandise up for um, IDP Nation. And Debbie IDP Grand. So there's hoodies, there's t shirts, there's tumblers, there's coasters, all kinds of shit. Go check it out. Awesome stuff. But yeah, that's Elf awesome. Among Church. That's going to happen. Well, you know, yeah. you're thinking, well, he missed some games and his sister died and whatever. And But the numbers verified he's a freak. He's a freaking freak, dude. To be that big, he, he's a monster. Yeah, no, um, so if we're going to talk interior defense alignment, um, Brian Brucey was a guy that I wrote down as well. Um, you know, six five and a half, two ninety eight, and he ran a four eight six forty. Um, that that's a really good number for a guy his size. Uh, you know, I, I've always been a Brian Brucey fan as well. He's dealt with uh, injuries and, and loss, and he's he's dealt with some tough stuff during his career at Clemson. But you know, like I went just recently went back and watched some of his tape from earlier in his career when he was healthy and stuff, and you, you see the player that he is, and he's a damn good player. And um, he had a nice combine; I was happy for him. Um, another interior guy that um, showed out he, he was the talk when the when the big dudes ran was Kalija Canty out of Pitt. Um, he ran the four six seven forty. He had that one six four ten yard split. Um, blazed. Right, he's small. He's a smaller interior guy. He's six one, two eighty. Um, doesn't have great length. I think it's thirty and five eighths inch arms. Um, so he doesn't have prototypical interior size and length by any means. But what he does have is explosiveness, and you see it in his game. He's a, he's a he's an interior disruptor, a penetrator. He gets pressure from inside. 
And, um, you know, he uses leverage and his athleticism to, to beat blocks because um, he doesn't have, you know, the length and the size. So, um, but yeah, that, that 40 time is what he needed to do uh, to put his explosiveness and speed and everything on display. So he helped himself in a big way. Uh, him and Breesey were, were um, two guys that really helped himself on the interior. Um, edge guys, Nolan Smith blew it up. Um, he ran the 4 3 9 40. Um, what did he do in the vert? Uh, 41 and a half inch vert and uh, 10 foot eight broad jump. So, yeah, just uh, Nolan Smith lit it up. He did, he tested extremely well, and then he didn't do drills because he did what he needed to do. Um, Lucas Van Ness um, was another guy that uh, that tested really well. So Lucas Van Ness, I'm going to just load it up here if you give me a sec. I want to see what he measured in at. Um, measured in at 6'5", 272 with 34-inch arms. So measured in well. Ran a 4.58.40, split. Um yeah, good time for him. 702 uh three cone. Solid numbers. Lucas Lucas Van Ness definitely helped himself. And um one of the biggest winners that put himself on the map um at the combine was Adetamwe Adebawa. Oh my gosh. Adebaware um out of Northwestern. Um <laughs> there's Daryl smelling the marker again. I swear for what are you it's talking happening. about? Wow. It's happening. Um, Adam Aware, <laughs> um, he, he checked in at uh 6'2, 282. He's a big dude. He ran a 4'4, 9'40, 1'6, 1'10 yard split, 37 and a half inch vert, 10 foot five broad jump. Good explosion numbers and 40 time for a man his size at 280 pounds. Um, that guy um, put himself on the map. I'll have to take you in there. A um, couple things. Brian, uh, not Brian Bracey. Uh, Lucas Van Ness. I was high on him, I feel like, as anybody. If you followed my IDP Davy rankings, I was I had him ranked right up there in the in the top 30 or so, if I remember correctly. But you know, a lot of people were speculating. Why is he so high, right? Never started a game at Iowa. Was used at a rotational role. But you could see the flashes, right? Get him in the combine. He's a huge dude. Aiden Hutchison. Um, top gap and there's uh, Anthony Nelson. Those big, going back to Iowa, those big 4-3 defensive ends. And I think that's what Lucas Finesse is, right? Um, and I had him kind of high because I could see the the potential. Um, then he gets to the combine and does this and verifies it. And you're hearing in mock drafts, he's top 10, top 15. Um, and even though that I was that high on him, I felt like, like he should have stayed in school because he would have been the clear-cut starter in Iowa. Get us get a full year as a starter. I top 15, you're telling me to go back. Sure. Because he's outside of Jared Verse. If he goes back to college, outside of Jared Verse, he's probably the number two defensive end in the country next year. The number he's probably a top five pick. Mm. And let you know, as long as he don't get hurt or whatever. Right, right. That's always the biggest scare, right? Injury. 
Never, you can, can't can't predict wood, that but kind of thing. Like he should yeah. go back, but I, I saw a lot of this when I was watching his game, so um, kind of not surprised by that. Um, Nolan Smith, I'm, I'm just not in on him, dude. I'm not. It's a Nicobe Dean 2.0 for me all over again. He's too small. Uh, I know he tested well, just freaking tested off the charts at the gym. Which is what we're talking about. Like, we're just talking about guys that helped their stock. Right. That's so, what we did. So, you tell me why you like him and I don't. I just don't see it. He's not even in my top five linebackers in this class. Yeah, I, I didn't say I was the biggest Nolan Smith fan by any means. Um, I, I like Nolan Smith. But I'm not the biggest Nolan Smith fan. He's extremely athletic. Um, you know, he, he, he's a physical guy. He's physical at the point of attack. Not huge. Pass rusher-wise, not huge numbers um, as far as that goes. And he's kind of like, where does he fit, right? Um, you know, do you, you want to try him? A little bit off ball. Do you want to try him as an end? He's, he's a tweener size wise. He's light. Um, the athleticism is off the charts. So, you know, we're just talking straight who helped themselves. And that's what he did. Um, I, I want to see what kind of scheme he goes to and everything. But um, I like Nolan Smith, but I'm not going to sit here and bang the table for him either because I understand the concerns. But um, there's no doubt that the dude is an elite athlete, right? And I'm always interested in the elite athletes. But um, yeah, he's. You know, he's, he's got some some concerns no, I, as well. I'm with you. Um, so, your next question is, was there an age or IDL who surprised or caught your attention? This is kind of a trick question, really. And it's going to sound like a homer pick, right? Well, no, you, you missed the one who hurt themselves first. Disappointed. Yeah. You want to skip right to the one who surprised? We can do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll skip because I'm going to have to think here, man. But the one who surprised or caught your attention, it's going to sound like a homer pick, and it's kind of kind of crazy, right? But I'm going to go with Byron Young, defensive end for Tennessee, because I've seen how good he is, right? Super talented. Coach him up. Can do everything you need him to do, but but by no means a four four three at the combine, a run six, a one six two ten yard split, eleven yard broad jump, seven one nine cone drill. I mean, he tested off the freaking charts, dude. I knew he was a good player, but I didn't see this coming. And maybe you're thinking, well, he trained for it, maybe so, right? But he caught my eye. He caught scouts' eyes. Um, He's flying up some draft boards right now, uh, not just in fancy football, but NFL draft boards. He's beginning to climb. So, came out, watch his tape like I did. Uh, and I think they're going to see the same thing. A super talented player um, with some high measurables, and I think that's what you want. Hey. You want to know something? You want to know who I wrote down for this question? Edge, Byron Young. Edge, Did Byron Young, Tennessee. We just come best friends. You want to go do karate in the garage? Oh, my God. Look at all this room for activity. Look at this. Look at us. Look at us. 
<laughs> no, man, I did. Byron Young was one for me. Um, 4-4-3-40, 38-inch vert, 11-foot broad jump. Dude lit it up. I mean, his Noah Smith got all the love for his testing numbers, rightfully so. He crushed it as well. But Byron Young's numbers were excellent, fantastic. Um, another guy, he's a tweener, size-wise 6'2", 250. But um, I've watched Byron Young's tape. Uh, I got some notes on him this and that. I'm going to go back and watch it after this performance. And uh, I love that. Double, I'll go make a double take, double check the notes. Um, yeah, I, I got the same thing as you, man. Um, Byron Young, he, he did well for himself. And uh, really, he's going to start rising some boards. Um, so I love it. Look at us falling in line. I'll just uh, – the, the second question, uh, who's an who's in edge and or – ID interior defensive lineman who you felt disappointed or didn't perform as you hoped. A couple of guys I wrote down. This be, uh, this was one for me since I'm a Michigan fan was uh, Mike Morris um, mm. out, of, out of Michigan. Uh, bigger guy, you know, he came in at 272, 275, whatever, whatever he weighed. Uh, gosh, I don't even remember because the numbers are so bad. But he, he tested, he didn't test well at all to, to be a guy that's going to play out on, on the outside. You're on a 4'9, 540, 28 and a half inch vert and a nine foot two broad jump. So the explosion numbers weren't good for Mike Morris. Um, that was bummed. And uh, another guy that, that I was disappointed was uh, Andre Carter, the second out of Army. Um, he, he opted not to run the 40. Uh, on a day when when the, the guys are running fast um, and athleticism is kind of a, a you know one of the, him and his size and athleticism that that combination is a big thing for him. But the the the, the events he did he did test in it wasn't as, as well as I had hoped. He only had a thirty inch vertical and a nine foot one broad. I thought his explosion numbers would be better and um, they weren't quite what I'd hoped for. He's got a chance um, like a lot of these guys to make up for it at his pro day and and all that stuff. But um, not not the greatest today for Andre Carter. I didn't think. Right, and that, that's kind of a good one. You know, I wrote a piece on him a couple – few weeks ago was on a uh, – talking about him too. Um, but he can still make that up at the pro day. So I'm not totally hating him not running or whatever, but, yeah, some of the other measurables that were kind of off. He could, Yeah, they weren't great, so he can make those up. Um, yeah. For me, it was Brenton Cox Jr., right? Got yeah. the NFL yeah. DNA with his dad, Brenton Cox. He's an outside linebacker, defensive end, edge, um, 6'4", 250, 240. A 1'6", 5'10", yard split, uh, 9'7", broad jump, only bench, uh, bench press, 24. I'm not so heard about his bench press and stuff like that, the vert. Well, I guess the vert would come in, but in the broad jump, his explosion doesn't seem to be there. His power's not really there. But I felt like his speed. Good. I mean, I'm looking 475 or lower, 47 or lower. We've talked about the 10 yard split tonight. Um, 165, that's not very good. Broad jump, you want to be 10 foot or more. He, he didn't hit that mark. He's 9'7". Um, I just felt like he his, I felt like he would test better than what he did and test better than what his tape showed, and that wasn't the case. So, so I'm, I'm party out on him a little bit, but those, those testing numbers kind of verified, yeah probably should shy away from him. 
Yeah, it's a solid call, man. Yep, I'm with you there. What you got next? Uh, next, what, you want to move over defensive backs? Sure. Sorry, right, so who was a safety and or cornerback who stood out to you and helped their draft stock? Um, I'll kick it off. I thought the Illinois safeties um, both both did a, a, a really nice job to help their their draft stock, and that being Sidney Brown and Jartavius Martin. Um, Sidney Brown came in at 5'10", 2'11", rocked up. Just shredded. Uh, he ran a 447, 40, 40 and a half inch vert, 10, 10, 10 broad jump. Uh, Jartavius Martin, 5'11, 194, 446, 40, 44 inch vert, and 11, 1 broad jump. So both those Illinois safeties tested really well. I, I like Sidney Brown. He was a guy I, I kind of been digging lately. I always watch some of his tape. And uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch some more, uh, just just checking out Martin as well. But um, yeah, I thought I thought those guys did a, did a, did themselves some favors testing so well. And um, yeah, those are really solid numbers. Uh, Corners, um, Christian Gonzalez, um, not really surprised. 6'1", 197, ran up, you know, he, he, well, not surprised he tested well, but I mean, he tested very well at that size. 6'1", 97, 4'3", 40, 41 and a half inch vert, 11, one broad, just, just monster numbers there. Um, Deontay Banks, uh, corner from Maryland at at, at six foot one ninety seven, running a four three five forty forty two inch vert eleven um eleven four broad, really big numbers for Banks. Uh, and then another one that uh, a little Homer pick here, DJ Turner uh, from Michigan. I I knew he was fast. I didn't realize he was four two six forty fast. Um, so that was uh that was running. That's smoking. Um, so him him having the fastest forty was huge. He's light at one seventy eight, but um, yeah. yeah, he he ran fast. Yeah, so um, players who safety or corner who stood out that helped our draft stock, right? Um, DJ Turner was definitely one. Um, yeah. Actually, he was the safety corner who surprised or caught my attention because. Yeah, I can see that. Honestly, I didn't know. I just, I just didn't know he was uh, with even with the Daxton Hill and all the the other guys they've had come out over the years. I just didn't know who he was, so kind of surprised me, right? Um, he was my surprise, but if you're asking me who stood out and helped their draft stock. And this is a player that I kind of caught on to towards the end of last year. And it's California. Kind of saw some good plays from him towards the end. Started doing my homework. And his, if you're following my IDP grade, daily IDP grade scale, uh, and rankings, he's a player that graded pretty high and ranked pretty high. And I was like, okay, didn't see this coming. But now you go to the combine, and the numbers were four five, the second fastest forty by safety behind Brandon Hill. I mean, he was just on fire with some of this stuff. Um, 
I did not expect him to run that fast. I just didn't. He's 6'1", 208, um, 4'4", 5'40", 1'5", 10-yard split, 39-and-a-half vert, 10.8 broad jump, 6'7", 4'17", 20-yard shuttle, 22 bench press. I don't even care about the bench press. He tested off the charts, right? So, like I said, this is somebody I picked up late last year. I was like, okay, the tape, the film is there. Uh, I go look at his production, put it in my system. Okay, he's kind of testing really, really high, right? And and then to be able to see this at the combine, I think he's one of the sneakier prospects in this um, – so, you know, the three things are kind of verifying it for me. Tape, my grade, plus the combine, you know, you got your measurables. Um, so, for me, Daniel Scott is going to be intriguing. Now, like does comp- the NFL see him the same way? I don't know. But yeah, I just have to think when you got that trifecta, uh, it, it kind of leads you in the right direction, right? Yeah, that's no, I like that call. Um, right on with you. Um, as far as uh, getting into the guys who didn't, who disappointed didn't didn't perform as as we had hoped. Um, I had a couple of safeties here. Uh, Brandon Joseph out of Notre Dame, 46240, only a 30 and a half inch vert and 910 broad. Um, he didn't have the biggest years at Notre Dame. And, he, and um, you know, he didn't didn't test overly well at, uh, at the combine. And another one is a guy I, I kind of liked. Um, I thought he test better, and that was um Christopher Smith out of Georgia. He only ran a four six two forty. I just thought he was faster than that. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I just those guys. Um, I, I thought uh, they, I thought they tested a little better, and they, they didn't really hit the mark. So, um, and the the one thing I was, if we're talking corners, the one I was just disappointed we didn't get to see Devin Witherspoon because of that hamstring injury. That was my note. Just just wanted to see him work out because those corner this corners group is a fun group. So just bummed. That's all I put down. Bummed didn't get to see Devin Witherspoon work out. Yep, same here. And I'll kind of piggyback right off of that. That right. Um, a super hound. I'm still super hound. And it's gonna make me look stupid, right? Because I've I've put myself out there for him. Um Clark Phillips the third, the corner from Utah, right? Um hmm. When you look at his game, right, take out his measurable, take out the, the, uh, the recordings of the combine, if you look at his film and his production number, there's not a better cornerback defensive back in the country, I don't think. But what's the problem? Okay, he's 5'9", 184, super, super small. Which means he's probably going to play in the slot. Okay, I get that. I'm cool with that because I think he's that fucking good. Then he comes to the combine, kind of verified the small side, 5'9, 184. One, which I thought, ah, oh, that was the death sentence, right? For you're already fighting the hot weight thing. Now you got the speed thing against you. And that disappointed me. I, I was kind of disappointed in that. But, man, he is so damn good. Mm-hmm. Instincts. 
football IQ, seeing what he's reading and going, trusting his eyes. I mean, if you if you look at his pure football, be better in the draft. I really don't. It, but it's going to be his height, his weight, his speed. Those numbers are going to kill him. Um, I think he's going to get drafted way lower than what he should be if he even gets drafted. And I hate to say that because I think he's he's a superstar. But teams are going to hold that height, weight, speed against him. So um, he's going to be a slot guy. Played outside for Utah, right? Played on outside. Manned up. Just freaking dogged up. Oh, but I just think that's going to kind of get held against him because he didn't test well, and that was already kind of the, the knocks against him. I think that kind of pigeonholes him into a slot-type guy, which he can excel at, but somebody's going to have to give him that chance. So if I'm wrong, you know, and it looks like I am already, so I'll, I'll eat that, but I, I think he's one of the best defensive backs, at least corners in the country, easily. Yeah, no, Phillips. Uh, Phillips is a he's feisty man. He's small, he, and he he measured small, but yeah, I mean his tape is fun. Uh, he's a feisty dude. I mean, he'll get drafted. Um, but yeah, hey, I, he's your boy, so you got to stick with him, man. Um, ride or die, baby, ride or die. Yep, yep. That's uh, hey, that wraps up the the combine uh, review here. Good stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, that was a. You brought that up today, and I wasn't quite sure where we were going to go with that, but we'll get there. Man, that's awesome. We'll get there. We always do. So, um, I guess we'll move on to our listener questions. We've got a couple here. Um, our buddy Justice at, on off of Twitter at Justice uh, underscore two three one eight. Does the Debbie IDP grind with me and Chop? He says, What do you make of Adetamwe Adabore's combine performance versus his college production and film? His combine performance was off the freaking charts. Just freaking mm-hmm. insane. Yep. Go back and look at his college production and film. If I'm not mistaken, he transferred from Division Two. I want to say James Madison or something like that, up to Division One. Um, I think he's a NF. Well, not NFL. He's a better real life player than he is what his numbers are. Just. Tested off the charts. Don't get me wrong. Just insane eye-popping numbers, which is is going to make me go back and look at the film a little more closely, right? The speed, the power, the bench print, all this. I mean, just off the freaking insane charts. So I'm going to go back and look, but looking at my notes on him, I didn't see that right off. So with these numbers, I'm going to go back and look. Yeah, um, I don't think he was a transfer. I think he was recruited and came right to Northwestern. Um, not 100%, but we'll have to double check I don't that. know why I have this in my mind, but I want to think he came from James Madison. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but. Hey, we we talk about a lot of players, so it's easy Let's to get see if I can look that up real quick. 
Yeah, check that. Um, yeah, out of Aware, um, you know, he did not a ton of production. I think he had like 12 or 12 and a half sacks in his college career, so not huge numbers there. Um, you know, the, like some notes I had on him, I thought he showed good explosion on this on this tape. He's a, he's a disruptor. Um, and, and he put that on display at the combine. I didn't realize he tested that well with that size. That coming in at 282, 282 and those kind of numbers is crazy. Um, I That's do like his, it is. I do like his versatility. And the one note I had is um, he he could just be a handful as a three tech on the inside because he's he's explosive off the snap when he when he's when he kind of seems like uh, there's. I thought there was times where he was with it off the jump off the snap, and there was times where he could be a little late. When he's with it, he is a handful as a three tech. Because he's explosive, he's powerful. I thought he played a pretty good leverage with his pads and stuff. And he's got a nice swim and arm over move too. So he can really be a handful. He's just a powerful dude. There's a ton of potential. Um, you know, like Justice said, his college production. And Justice knows. Uh, Justice is a smart dude. He, he knows the deal too. He, he knows tons about college and, and everything. And um, the production wasn't wasn't huge. But, um, you know, I – I'm curious to see who drafts Adebayoare and what what their plans are for him. Um, he can play all across all across the front, um, but I th- I like him in being utilized inside some. But I don't know what that means for his IDP value. You know, where is all of his snaps are going to come from together? Um, as far as you know, I just think his pass rush plan needs a little work. You know, it, it could be why we didn't see a ton of production in college, but. Um, the speed of power is evident at his size, 280, and he put those kind of numbers up at the combine. Just a just a beast as far as explosion and speed to power stuff. But I, I think he could be a handful on the inside. I just, you know, are they going to use him as a five tech outside? Are they going to then bump him in a, a situationally play three tech? You know, he's a versatile dude. I, I'm intrigued. Um, I, I I liked some of what I've seen, and I also have some question marks as how he's going to fit the scheme he goes to. Um but, yeah, I mean, made a name for himself with the Combine, no doubt about it. Yeah, so I was clearly thinking about somebody else because he's played his whole career with uh, Northwestern, 41 games, um, 24.5 tackles for a loss, 12.5 sacks, six pass deflections, four forced fumbles. Um, I mean, if you're going strictly off pure numbers, you know, it's not elite, but it's not horrible. I think he's right. average for a defensive interior defensive lineman. Then you get him in the car and the speed, the explosion numbers, all that. I'm exactly where NFL teams are going to be. You're going to go back and look at his tape and check him out a little bit more, you know, see what you miss. So, uh, yeah, huge combine. I think, I think, man, I almost want to say the combine helped him more than any other player at any other position in the whole combine. I mean, it was that just wowing what he done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he had, he had a big day. Um, our buddy Sean, eight three eight six off Twitter. Um, shout out Sean. Anybody that yeah, shout out Sean. Was there the anybody that made a significant rise or drop in your rankings after the combine? And he's got two questions here. Um, significant rise or drop.
think like out of our way was was the big rise, right? Yeah, he was for me. Um, I think Byron Young helped himself with some of the speed numbers. Yeah. Um, way, I think he helped with his overall combine. Um, DJ Turner, right? I think that's where I'd go. DJ Turner was somebody, I think he just, I think he's the cream of the crop. Expected versus unexpected, right? Um, because I, I ask you a lot about Michigan players, and I, I had no idea who DJ Turner was. I mean, I'd heard the name and seen him play a little bit, but, man, his what he was known for in his film versus his testing numbers was whew, off the charts. Yeah, he, he ran fast and he lit it up. Um, like You know, we were talking a little bit. It was like he's he's solid corner. Um, and man in zone and stuff. He's just small. He, he one seventy eight. He's just you know he's a little light, but um yeah he's 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 got he's solid and he helped himself big time. Yeah, Adeboare was definitely a guy who's gonna rise up my ranks if we're talking about who made the biggest jump. Um, just those numbers, man. Um, you know I went back and watched. Uh, I think it was his Nebraska game afterwards just to get another one under my belt. It's you see glimpses of that explosion. Um, he'll get coached up, and I'm curious to see what he's going to become. I think he's a handful on the inside. Not that I don't think he can play um, as an edge, too. I'm just I'm really curious what scheme he goes to. And he, he's a guy that's really rising up. And, and as we said earlier, Byron Young was a guy who caught my attention. I didn't realize he was that kind of athlete. Uh, I knew he was good. He's got some juice. He plays with good effort and everything. I did, too. I mean, that's, I mean clearly, being a Vols fan – I yeah. saw a lot of it, right? I saw the explosion. I saw the quickness, the speed. But even being a homer, I did, did not expect him to the four of a forty. I was just, I was like, wow, yeah. wow. He was, he was and that's going to earn him a lot of money, I think. So yeah, he, he was blazing. Um. So his second question: Who stood out the most, good or bad? When we talked about Audubarway, we talked about um, Byron Young. Uh, we both were on the Jack Campbell train as far as he helped yeah. himself in a really good way. Um, you know, as far as all Jack just Campbell, as – you know, at, yeah, Clark as, Phillips, who I kind of disappointed with his numbers. Yep. Uh, DJ Turner. Um, we talked about Noah Sewell. Um, yep. Who's yeah. that the most good or bad? I mean, that's kind of tough. That's kind of a tough question. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that that we covered that did well um, at all the positions. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's who stood out the most. I would say who caught for me DJ Turner because I didn't know who that was. I mean, I know who he was, but I just did not expect that. So for me, that would be that'd be where I'd go. Yeah, if you're going for the shock factor of somebody you didn't didn't have that highly or realize run that fast, and you know that's why we guys like Byron Young and Adam Aware, um, you know that that really stood out uh, testing wise, right? You're always looking for those guys, you know. No, and Lucas Van Ness um, 
was one too. I mean, I, I liked his tape and you just see the he's, dude's a powerhouse, you know, just just a freaking powerhouse with good size. And his numbers were really good. Um right. so I, I thought he really stood out too with his size and the numbers he put up, like we talked about. He was one I he solidified what I thought he could he could do and he helped himself big time at, as far as edge. He's a guy I don't think you talked about enough with some of the other guys that tested. So Sean had a third question, but I will not. Oh, so Sean had a third question, and I will not recognize his Taylor Tuesday bullshit. Not it. gonna happen. Love it. Piss off, Sean. Nobody likes you. Um, and we're gonna finish up with our buddy Peter Terra, um, longtime listener, longtime. Yeah, follower. Peter's awesome. Peter is so awesome. He's awesome. And he wants to know if, if I was going to invest, what would it be? And I'm assuming he's going to say IDP. Yeah, that's what he's talking about, yeah. For I me, think. it's a no-brainer, right? It's the edge position. Whether you're looking at outside linebackers, defensive ends. I mean, you you think about it. Lucas Van Ness, Will Anderson, Miles Murphy. Tyree Wilson, freaking – I mean, you could even throw a Drew Sanders in there. You could throw T in there. You could – oh, my God, this class is just so majorly deep at the edge rushing position. I think once you get past the couple – for me, three linebackers. Campbell, Sanders, Simpson. I think once you get past them, your focus is straight on edge. I mean, you got a couple safeties. Branch. Uh, and tell me, this is an edge rush class, right? Just super edge rush class. That's where I'm going. I mean, unless I have a specific need where I have to have linebacker like DWC because I suck at that league. That's where my deficiency is, so that's probably where I'm going to focus, right? But this edge class is whew, off the charts, too. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. If I'm going to invest in an IDP position in, in this draft, um, I like the edge group. Like you said, it's it's got top-level talent with, with guys like Will Anderson and Miles Murphy, Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness, BJ Ojolari, and, and some of these other guys that tested well that we've talked about. You know, there's some guys that are going to get drafted high, and there's some really good talent, and then it's deep. I think there's going to be some nice value. There's some linebackers I like as well, like you, you named Campbell, Simpson, Sanders. There's going to be some later on guys like Deion Henley, and uh, I know we both like Ivan Pace, and we'll see how he does at his pro day. And, um, you know, there's some guys we like, and some later on guys that'll pop up, whether it's Dorian Williams or Papo or Pape, whatever you want to say his name. Anyway, but I just think, you know, the, the edge group's got a lot of, uh, a lot of value in it. Um, there's some really good players on the top end, and there's some depth. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, safety, take some darts late. I think it's just a good strategy in all years. Just take some darts late, see some some guys, check with their capital, their situation, see what they fall into. But I think the edge class, uh, th this year's edge class is what you want to invest in for looking IDP. Yeah. See, I think so, too. We're on the same page. Yep. I mean, it's just so freaking deep, which 
which, by the way, is why Jared Verse went back, right? I truly think 100, 1,000%, whoever was advising him nailed it in their, the way they advised him, the way, He came from Albany, who was a nobody, dominated, went to Florida State, was kicking ass down mm-hmm. there in his one year. Yep. And I think whoever advised him, his his parents, his coaches, his quote-unquote representative, they're like, look, this is a deep class. You're good. You're really good. He was probably going to go number – Two overall rushers. Going to go number two overall behind Anderson, right? Um, but I think whoever was in his ear or whatever, they're like, look, dude, this is a really, really edge class. Go back to college for another year because the question mark is, well, you jumped from Albany to Florida State, you had one year of production. Right? I get it. I had the same question. So go back to Florida State, get a second year production, come out in a much weaker edge class, way easier edge class. I don't think, God forbid, knock on wood, he gets hurt. But if he stays healthy and does what he needs to do at FSU, his value doesn't drop any. He went from the number two edge rusher in the class to probably still a top five pick. He was going to be top ten anyway. He's not hurting at all. So, Jared Verse, that's that's going to be the dude there. Yeah, I, I like Verse as well. I get an argument here. Um, man. Overall for the draft or the combine, just overall, IDP-wise, period. Impressed or um, not depressed, but what's the – disappointed. Impressed, average, or disappointed with With the whole class. Well, I thought – I thought the edge guys, there was some guys that ran fast. Um, you know, the linebacker group is what it is. There's some, you know, it, it's like you said, it's not the deepest group, but some guys ran fast there too. Um, safeties didn't exactly light it up, I didn't think, but the corners um, showed up. The two Maryland guys ran fast. Um, Gonzalez put on a, a show. Uh, it was fun. I thought, I thought the IDP class did well. It's a talented group. Some guys, especially with the edge class, some guys popped up. We talked about, you know, not to beat a dead horse out of Aware, Byron Young. You know, there's some guys that flashed. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was fun. I thought thought they did. A, I thought they put on the show. Yeah, I, I think overall for me, I'm below average. Not completely disappointed, but a little below average. Edge class, if you look at the edge class, shoots out, grades out the the roof, right? Um, Linebackers, 
not a deep class. Even the top three or four, there's question marks. So I think that's kind of eh, disappointing. Your your corners and safeties. You know they're following a class ruling, and those guys that that's going to be hard to follow, right? Mm-hmm. A couple one two, but I th- I think it's going to be just a below average class. Um, but I think if you're chasing edges in this class, you're going to hit home runs because it's so deep. And I think with such a deep edge class, there's going to be players like Jack Campbell, Brian Branch, freaking. You're going to get it. You're going to get a good values and they're going to be really damn good players for you. Yeah, there's going to be some value. And I thought the there's some interior guys that showed up too. You know, Canty, Kalijah Canty ran a good time. Brian Breesey did well. Jalen Redmond showed up. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Kalijah, right? No, I did. Thoughts on him? I, I well, talked about yeah. him. I talked about him. You did. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought Jalen Redmond. Do you think his speed numbers verify his play? Yeah, he's explosive. You, you see that you see the burst and explosion, and he's a gap penetrator. Um, and he just doesn't have ideal size, so he's gonna have to win with that. Um, yeah, it shows up. I, you know, I, did I think he'd run that fast and his split would be that good? I, I'm not sure. I'm not a scout, but I thought he'd be. I thought he'd run pretty damn fast. He was gonna have to, um, considering his size, but um, he did well for himself for sure. Yeah, but I mean. Are you, are you concerned with his size? I mean, uh, that that's going to be the thing, right? Yeah, he's small, and he doesn't have length. He's got short arms, and, you know, he's not going to be able to get first contact and, and win there. He's, he's going to have to use his athleticism, and he's going to have to be that guy, that outlier that doesn't have prototypical size and wins on the inside. But he's got the explosion athleticism. If it translates, he can be more than a situational guy and, you know, not a situational – pass rusher on the interior or run defender where he's just got to shoot a gap and beat the run and, and shit. But, you know, we'll see. But, you know, that there's no doubt the dude's a, an athlete, you know, with uh, with skill. He just doesn't have the size. But, but I mean, I'd take a chance on yeah. him for sure. Awesome. Um, we thank everything, everyone for the listener questions, right? Sean, Justice, Peter. Uh, some of our better followers, listeners, thank you so much. Um, for the rest of you, feel right at KB, at K Bell of K Bell F54, if I could speak, and at Hollywood Titan on Twitter. Um, you know, reach out to us. We're glad to help anytime. You can reach out to us on at IDP Nation. Uh, there. On our uh, IDP pod page, IDP Nation pod page, you can check us out there. Um, if you're a diehard IDP fan, hard on. I'm doing some shit on Patreon that I hate to toot my own horn, but nobody else is doing the shit that I'm doing. Yeah. It's awesome stuff. It's fucking insane. Rank. I, I recently ranked the top 10 or 15 IDP Debbie from 2025. 
I'm currently in the middle of talking in our Patreon chat, Kyle. I'm currently a 150 IDP on the college side, still working on some stuff. Probably going to hit 200 by the time this thing is done. Wow. And that thing is going to be freaking sweet. Um, IDP is the passion, man. That's that's where I'm at. Um, Kyle, tell them what you're working on, man. What you're where you're at, what you're doing. Yeah, you can you can find all my work over at footballguys.com. Um, I did a pre-combine linebacker article. Um, our buddy Joey the Tooth, um, he did a pre-combine edge article, and uh, yeah. yeah, Joey, and he did defensive backs, and then after the draft, um, we're gonna put out a uh, IDP big board, top forty big board, um, consensus nice. thing. Yeah, so we're gonna put that up after the draft, and um, yeah, we're we're gonna overhaul our ranks over there um, after with with the updates, the my fantasy league and stuff. So I'm gonna get my uh, dynasty ranks all together, and um, yeah, it's uh, an exciting time of year, man, with the combine now behind us and take that all in, and and the the draft is is gonna be here shortly. So um, excited, and I can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah, check out what Hollywood's doing, too. Nobody else crushes the IDP Debbie like you, buddy, with all the recruiting class and everything. It's, you know, uh, just it's awesome stuff. I'm just through it, you know? <laughs> Nobody listens to Hollywood. Whatever. Hey, I listen to Hollywood. You know, appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff. Um Got a lot of good stuff going on. Justice wrote a this month uh, for IDP debt for the Patreon. Awesome. Go check that out. Kyle, hopefully we can get him doing some stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. So go check it out. Um, like I said, you can support us with Patreon. Go over to our IDP Nation pod page. There's a sponsor tab. You can donate through PayPal or a cup of coffee, or you can go down and hit our sponsors, who is um, Action 24-7, um, our IDP Patreon, of course, some other things, Gothic, and go check those guys out. You can donate or whatever you want to need to do there. Help us out. Wow. Uh, a boy in Fuego, Troy, he's and I, he's got hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, tumblers. Yeah, they're cool. All kinds of shit, dude. It is yeah. insane. And he's yeah, got he it for awesome. IDP Nation and Devi IDP Grind. So go check that shit out. Um, I've already made the comment that I'm going to have to get a second job because I'm about to go broke buying all these t-shirts <laughs> and coasters and stickers and all that um, help support us uh we thank you very much what a show man that was fun man thanks everybody for the questions and um thanks everybody for listening it was a lot of fun yep um check him out at k at k bell f54 yes doing some awesome work go check him out go check out idpnation.com or IDP
pod page, episodes, articles, ways you can support us. Go check that out. You can sign up for email. Um, just you can comment. Please subscribe, rate, and review. You can do that there too. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, whatever you're doing, YouTube, please subscribe, rate, and review. Help us grow. Help us improve things. Oh, the offseason is going to be crazy. I can't wait till next week. We're talking some uh, free agency. We may or may not have a special guest. Yeah, absolutely, man. Exciting. Free agency is going to be wild. Oh, yeah. Starts starts next week, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, the tampering period or whatever. So. Well, yeah, the tampering period. Or whatever, so. however that all works. Be sure to tune in for that. Check us out. We'll be be back next week. Trades, draft, whatever you got, send it to us. Um, and if you're a special member of the Patreon, the top tier, not only are you getting the IDP stuff, Deddy stuff, if you're in the mid-tier or above, you're getting one-on-ones with me and Kyle. We'll break down rosters live with you. We'll get on uh, we'll get on uh, StreamYard or Zoom or whatever we need to do, and we'll break down rosters with you. So, um, man, We've had some good stuff doing that too. Our personal, right? You're really tuning into, okay, what's your actual roster? What's available in the rookie draft? What's available on waivers? We've said it many times. We had a uh, we had a listener who did the uh, the one on one, and he's like, Michael Parsons is on waivers, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you both couldn't say it fast enough. Go pick him up, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it helped him win a league championship. Because it sounds insane and crazy, doesn't mean it is. So, uh, you know, if that's something you're interested in, sign up for the Patreon. Let me and Kyle know. We'll uh, we'll get that set up. So, um, lots of good stuff, man. Uh, we'll be back next week, maybe with a special guest. Looks like we're going to be doing uh, free agency. And uh, Kyle, if you don't have anything else, man, we're out. Yep. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Say goodbye, Kyle. Bye. Later. Tighten up. Aaron Rodgers sucks. Ha! <laughs>